Hello everyone, this is Tony, host of Faint Praise, and I wanted to do a quick intro before this pilot episode of our new podcast, because I wanted to explain really quick that unfortunately, because I'm such a newbie, I messed up the recording quality on this first episode. So if this is the first time you're giving us a try and you uh, think you'll be bothered by some bad sound quality, maybe give one of our later episodes a chance first because I did fix it in later episodes. So this one is still perfectly listenable. You can understand us. I do recommend at least coming back to this one. Or if you're a purist and you want to go in order, that's fine. Just as long as you know that the quality of this episode is not representative of future ones. So thank you for giving us a chance. I hope you enjoy and that you come back every week with us. Recording. Welcome to the pilot episode of Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And uh, this is a podcast where we're going to pick out movies that are in a similar theme to each other and try and figure out which one is better by scoring them in a few categories of our choosing. They're usually not going to be the greatest movies, but you know, we'll see how we feel about them at the end of this. So this week, our theme is going to be God's Ultimate Warrior, of course. Paul Bettany. Who else could it possibly be? Yes, yes. So I really want to try to focus on movies in this uh, whenever possible that when you look back on them a few years from now, you kind of go, were there two movies where Paul Bettany was fighting for God? Did he have a cross on his face in both of them? Did he have wings in both of them? No, there were two and they were almost came out at the exact same time. Right, right. turns out they were made by the exact same movie. (laughs) So the specific movies in question are Legion, which came out in 2010, and Priest, which came out in 2011. I have a feeling these movies were probably made at the same time. It turns out, as Eric said, same director. So uh, we didn't... I thought it was really weird because they were literally released a year apart, which means this guy was like simultaneously working on both these movies. They were probably just like switched out the sets and whatever day they felt like, oh, let's do it. Let's do a priest. Paul Bettany's still hanging around in the trailer. This director must just have had a real boner for Bettany and thought yeah thought that he was just the holiest person he had ever come across Stuart Smiley or Scott no I think it was Scott Stewart Scott Stewart and uh each name in there and I don't know this guy from anything else Uh, I don't know if he's done anything since then in a little bit maybe I'll look it up but at this point I have to assume that he just... Is Paul Bettany's cousin or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just had some weird fixation on Paul Bettany. So, yeah, we didn't know that going into it. I just thought it was funny that there were two movies where Paul Bettany was fighting for God and thought we'd watch both of them and try and figure out which one was better. Right. So we started off... Uh, it's always a question of which movie to watch first because we watch these movies on the same day. And if you have two movies and one is a lot worse, it seems like... It's scarier to watch the worst one second because you're going to be even just watched a movie. Don't necessarily, you know, you're going to be know it's going to be crap. Yeah, you'll be pissed off at it at that point. Both really close on the Rotten Tomato scores, right? Nosebleed levels of yeah, (laughs) yeah. So uh, whenever we don't know, whenever we don't have a sense of which everyone's going to be better, I'm going to just go by the Rotten Tomato scores. A little little neck and neck on this one, but turns out Priest is the winner of the lower score at. 15%. 
Legion was 19%, so even that wasn't a huge indicator, so we figured we'd go ahead and watch Priest first. Priest, quick synopsis of it, it is set in a post-apocalyptic future. They didn't really tell you how far in the future, but it was far enough, I mean... It was something that was supposed to be... It's sort of Judge Dreddish. Well, yeah, there was supposed to be a long-term war between people and vampires. I don't Which know... It showed starting from Middle Ages, so it wasn't something new. It's just supposed to be a different universe. And this universe. was based on a comic book, so it's based on a, another world. Right. But I mean, it is Earth and everything. Yeah, we should probably go ahead and say up front, neither of us know this comic. I knew or... of it, and I knew it was a comic, but that's all I knew about it. Yeah, is it a comic or is it, it a, a graphic novel yeah, series, like a mini series? Or I something. have to I be really honest. Don't even know. I don't even know the difference between those two things, but something like that. Neither of us know that, so we don't know any of the shortcomings of this movies or the strengths if they're from the comic or what or... they got right or wrong or any of that shit. Exactly. So that's not going to factor into this review at all. We're just purely based on coming into this cold, not knowing anything about it. So set in some sort of future where people and vampires have been fighting. And at this point, people have supposedly won the war. The vampires are... You know are... this because of the epic voiceover in the uh, beginning. Yeah, the, the epic voiceover that neither of us even paid attention to because we were trying to figure out who the voice was. Uh, so I missed most of it. Well, so... I, I saw what was happening. It was, it was like animated. Yeah, they started off with some cartoon, which it wasn't half bad. No, I just was bad. more concerned. I was like, is this... Is this Lance Henriksen? Is it turned out to be Christopher Plummer? Okay, I don't. It wasn't. I called it. It was not Lance. Yeah, Henriksen. Eric is I'm pretty good with voices, and I I recognized it, but I was like sort of picturing the dude's face, but I couldn't remember his name. I was trying to get you to guess it because you usually impress well, me. Well, I said, "Oh, it's that guy," and you were like, "Oh, that's Christopher Plummer." And then you didn't know who that was. I was like, "Sound I mean, the music, I knew who dude!" It was, but I didn't remember anything else he'd been in. So Christopher Plummer tells us voiceover uh, animated scene about vampires it wasn't really that interesting but supposedly the vampires have been defeated and they live on reservations because they made super soldiers called priests which i don't really know why there's that connection but whatever uh yeah i mean in this in this world the I church guess, runs it's everything church, it's like the old catholic church where the church is the government kind of thing and so they made super soldiers, and then after they beat the vampires, they were like, all right, now you got to go get jobs. Yeah, <laughs> it kinda, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to Yeah, me. I don't know if that's supposed to be some sort of commentary on, like, the state of veterans in today's right. society, but they're, these priests are all just sort of has-beens. just keep them around as, like... Protectors. Cops or something. They yeah. just made them go, like, work in coal mines and Yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so these poor guys, they saved the whole and race. Maggie and Maggie Q was, like, a garbage man or something. Yeah. I don't even know what Paul Bettany was supposed to do. He just kind of wandered sulking. around, went to, went to confessional every once he in a while. got a, a PhD in Blade Runner type sulking around. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what this the world they envisioned was, like, a cross between, like, Blade Runner, Judge Dredd, and Blade. So anyway, it starts and off... you're the ones who made them get face tattoos and then made them go try to get regular jobs. I thought that was yeah. kind of <laughs> Yeah, all the priests... Like, all right, well, you kill the vampires, now you have a face tattoo, go find a job. Yeah, all the priests are identified by a huge cross on their that forehead that goes around. down the bridge yeah. of their nose that we're going to talk about more. The whole movie. Yeah, we'll talk about those later on. Those crosses are real doozies. Why wait? Yeah. It gets darker and lighter and moves left and right. It's preposterous. And they make a point of saying... Some little boy goes, Mommy, what's on his face? That's a tattoo. You go, it is certainly not. It gets all smudged sometimes. Right. Sometimes the bridge of the nose part sometimes disappears. It's a little like faded. Other times it's super dark and uh, distinct. It's and just, sometimes it's crooked across the nose. Yeah, like, sometimes on their brow it's like raised up a little bit. Like they just look like they're asking a question right. to you all the time, furrowing their brow. So it's a uh, really poor job on the uh, makeup effects on the crosses, which it is... It seems like it would be super fucking easy to do. Like, yeah, four minutes, and then compare it to a picture of yesterday. This stencil that fits on their face the same way every yeah, time. And Spray it, paints and cross. If them. it looks off, wipe it off and right. do it again, but and 
I don't know. I guess they just did not care. So the what happens? Paul Bettany's got this brother, sister-in-law, and a niece that live out in the wastelands. And the niece gets kidnapped by vampires. Brother-in-law and sister get killed. Paul Bettany goes to the church and says, Hey, the vampires are rising up again, and the church, for some reason, just does not even does not it. even want to listen well, to him. Well, that another weird thing is that apparently the vampires hadn't been eradicated; they've been put on reservations. Some yeah, not, why wouldn't they? Inexplicable reason that I, they didn't just wipe them out. Right. I don't know why they wouldn't just kill them if they knew they were so dangerous. The church says there's zero percent chance that the vampires are rising back up. You're not allowed to do anything about it. You're going to be excommunicated. And he says, "You all can go fuck yourselves." And he goes. So he teams up with his niece's boyfriend, who is the sheriff. I don't even remember his name. Nobody in this movie his has name names. Was, wait, no, they did. It was something Hicks? like. It is Hicks, I think. Yeah, yeah Hicks. It's like an alien vibe. I don't Which know. Which seems like lazy. Like we have a, a redneck sheriff guy. Yeah. We're gonna name him Hick. Yeah. Let's make it Hicks. Yeah. Make it plural. Um, Somebody wake up, Hicks. So Paul Bettany gets together with Hicks. And they go and find the niece, and Maggie Q is sent to try and find him, and she joins up with him, and... Expresses her undying virgin love for him. Right, because they're priests, so they're all supposed to be celibate. So they made some offhand comment about how, like, he he became a priest when he was, like, 25, so it was extra hard for him. Yeah, yeah. he knew the, the love of a woman's warm embrace. Sure, <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was missing. Right, what he was giving And up. at some point, they Which have... I, I didn't understand... I didn't know if, because in the opening credits they made it sound like, I mean, these people were, the priests are obviously have powers beyond that of a normal human, but you don't get the sense throughout the movie if they were like, because they said, they made a reference to him being born the way he is, but then I also got the idea that they were super soldiers created by the church. They, so they don't really explain how or why they have their powers. One of the problems with this movie is... And why those people cropped up like then and not at all throughout history fighting the vampires if they were natural. When we get into the like, ratings section, I'll give a little more information about what some of the problems are with the setup of this movie. But it just it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. At some point, they do the big reveal that I saw coming a mile away, which was that this girl is not his niece. It's actually his daughter, which yeah. I could tell was going to happen because they talked about how he was with his brother's wife before his brother was. And I went, well, that's his daughter then. And that was supposed to be a big deal. That went nowhere. Yeah. And then they find out that the new batch of vampires is being led by a former priest, Played by Carl Urban, sort of sci-fi B is movie like a king. Throwaway scene in the beginning, which you also don't know what was happening. They're just like on some kind of mission, and both the people get sucked away by the vampires. One of Maggie Q is somehow miraculously not gone. Carl Urban gets taken, and we go, okay, well, he's obviously going to come back as the bad guy because you're not, not going to. Yeah. for ten seconds. In they the didn't movie. make us wait too long for that, though. They revealed the they bad guy. To hide that yeah, either. they revealed the bad guy as Carl Urban fairly early to us. It took a long time for them to get to it. To for let yeah, Paul Bettany know. And then there was no motivation on his part for what he'd done. He just right. had gotten turned into a vampire at some point. And he's trying to unite the vampires in a war against the people. Because he's now a superhuman vampire hybrid. Uh, long story short, there's a priest fight at the end. And Paul Bettany wins. He, there's an explosion and then Carl Urban goes shooting off into the sky. Into I think, the flames. Yeah, I think they want us to think he's dead. I think... They want to be able to bring him back when right. Phase 2 comes out in yeah. 2037. Yeah, exactly. They were hoping for a sequel or a sci-fi show or something. But, Maybe uh, they could do Priest, but the eye is really a two no Roman numerals. Oh, that would totally <laughs> fool me into thinking. I, I got fooled by maybe Exorcist 3 at one point because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-East. Pre-East. Pre mm -hmm. 
Uh, so anyway, that's how it ends. He wins, and then he goes and convinces the church that the vampires are back, and you know there's going to be a fight. Because he drops a vampire head on their on their lap, basically. Which was I thought was weird, because I was like, they didn't think the vampires were non-existent. So how would bringing them ahead really prove anything? Yeah, what they if you, you vampires went... vampires still existed. They were just on the reservation. Yeah, you could have just gone to the reservation, picked Hold out an on. unlucky yeah. vampire, brought it back. But this is some, supposed to somehow be meaningful and convince people that something was happening that seems really likely right. to happen. So yeah, that's, that's the general synopsis of Priest. Now, let's get into what I intend to be sort of the meat of this podcast, which is each of us is going to score this movie in three different categories. The categories are going to be acting, visuals, and structure. And we're able to give it a score of anyway, anywhere from zero to five for each section. And at so, least half points. Yeah, I love half points. I'm going to be doing half points all yeah, over the place, probably. That makes sense, because five isn't that many. For each movie, we'll total up the scores between the two hosts, and whichever one gets the most points wins. Eric, start off giving me your for rating priest. for acting. For me, acting, this this movie was hard in all the categories. Acting, for me, there was nothing in this movie. There's a couple cheesy lines and stuff, but that's more structure. So for me, the acting wasn't, like, surprisingly bad or surprisingly good. I didn't really notice anything about it one way or the other. So I just gave it a three. So I gave it a two. Which I thought it was extra bad. See, most I, of the stuff that I thought was bad acting, when it comes down to it, I'm like, I've seen these people in other things. I know they're decent. Like, with um, Cam Gijanet, like... I would have said that was bad acting, but like I know he's a decent actor, and he would have lines where like walk into a hall and be like, "So you've never had sex or something?" And like, <laughs> yeah. that, there's no way to act that well. Yeah, I don't think it was acting. They, so for me, it was very just nothing. The acting wasn't a factor. It was the, the writing. They put the movie's exposition squarely on his shoulders. So that Cam Gijanet character, I don't know if it's Gijanet or Gijanet. Yeah, let's just call him Hicks. That's his name. Yeah. Uh, but his character serves to give all of the backstory besides that one exposition at the beginning. And he is just, he is not up to the task. I, I've never like seen I him said, in anything else. Everything is just like, he's not a good actor, but he's, I've never been in anything that I thought like he seemed awkward or not, you know. Again, like, that's the only one that you really notice either, either way. No one else is... I So part of this acting score to me is also how well they cast the characters. Because okay. I think that there were a couple of poorly cast roles in this movie. Uh, Paul Bettany was fine. He's a good, solid actor. His face is expressive. It, I didn't have any problem with him. On his own, he would have been yeah, a four. Cam Gijanet was poorly cast. Cam Gijanet was very poorly cast. They, they put so much of the emotional weight of this story on his shoulders. He was not up to the task. All he did was memorize his lines and yeah, read them out. Yeah, but they also were trying to make it like they tried to go both ways with that character. Like He's supposed to be a badass who never missed a shot and and also make him the one who's like, whoa, so you you have to do a valid celibacy? And, a, and like, oh, I'm going after this girl. Like, that's what I mean. He's pulled both Yeah, that's fine. This. But he just was not up for it. I, I, I've never seen this guy in anything else. It's not like if you put Daniel Day-Lewis as Hicks, that this movie would have been significantly more well acted. No, but I think it would have been better if somebody else had that role and could have made the duality of it yeah, work like I said, a little bit better. It comes better. down to if you were putting casting under acting. Yeah. I, I wasn't originally. That's why I just said it was three. But if I had been, I would have lowered it. Yeah. Maggie Q was fine, not noticeable at all. She was a three on her own. So yeah, did the normal silent little girl who has powers so she, she can keep was people fine. up, whatever. Yeah. 
No, I'm talking about Maggie Q. You're talking about Lily Collins, the little girl. No, I'm talking about the Maggie Q character. Okay. She's a she's tiny. I'm oh yeah, yeah. But when you say life. so, Lily Collins is a teenager. So she when you was say that awful too. she was terrible. Yeah. She was really she's lowering the score. Fortunately, she, she didn't talk in the too movie much. Very much at all though. But her opening there's an opening scene where they're trying to set up her character a little bit. It's the only characterization she gets, and That's she true. is bad. She's yeah. just a, that whole opening scene was kind of poorly acted, I thought. It was, it was. The guy who's like, the rugged farmer man just gotta grow me some crops and yeah. some radiated sand. Yeah. And I'm like, alright, whatever. Yeah, this, the characters we're talking about are Paul Bettany's brother, sister-in-law, and niece, and they are just, they're all bad. That brings up something that I was, that I'll mention in visuals, too. Aside from uh, Cam Gijanet being poorly cast, I also think Carl Urban was poorly cast. You think so? Yeah, I thought, so? I think they were trying to make that character a little more crazy than he was coming across. At one point during the big fight scene, he's walking around and he's waving his arms around like he's conducting a symphony. I, thought, I definitely thought that scene was out, yeah. out of nowhere. And yeah. I was like, this is not him doing it. They're like, this act crazy. And I'm like, this is not what the character's been doing. That was exactly, time. that character was pretty straight. he was more like logical and folk. Like you don't know why he wanted to have his, his, uh, his cause of like turn like taking the vampires over like whatever he has vampire DNA now so he wants to do vampire stuff yeah but beyond that then that was the only one that made him seem like where he was supposed to be like a Joker type character doing like goofy crazy yeah stuff. I was like yeah Joker was definitely what but came they didn't to mind. write that in anywhere else in the no story. like it wasn't written that way for dialogue so it just made that it didn't make the acting scene bad or even the casting to me it just made that one scene stand out in a weird it, way it seemed poorly cast to me okay. uh, it started with that scene and then some other things he did after that he was talking if you're not committing sin, you're not having fun. I went, oh, <laughs> look on that line. That, like, who is going to say that and not have that sound like corny as hell? True, true, but, well, I think someone else could have. But, I mean, that would front. just be the, the tone of the movie would be have to be different. Well, either way, in the acting section, it stood out to me. That's why I'm giving it a two instead of a three, because during yeah. the course of the movie, I was like, oh, I wish these were different actors yeah, in these roles. Exactly. All right. Next section is visuals. What do you, what's your score for visuals? For me, this was the one where I was talking about it was hard because this one particularly was weird because there were some that I really liked and others that were stupid. So I didn't, so I gave it a three again because I was like, there's a couple that I really liked, others that I thought were dumb. And if the whole movie had been in either of those categories, it would have significantly changed the score. Right. Like overall, but overall it was, I'd say average, but only because it actually averages out. There's some good ones and some really bad ones. Mostly. Like a, everything in this movie was either above average visuals or below average visuals. Mostly I agree. I think that the visuals here, the uh, the effects are fairly good. So in visuals we're talking about, I include, you know, how good looking are the actors? How good does the CG look? How does the cinematography seem? How kind of to some extent, how do the fight scenes look too? Uh, how's the character design? Just when you're looking at the screen, right. how do you feel about what and you're seeing? And every time there would be something and be like, oh, this is really cool looking. He's on his like super bike blasting across the wasteland desert, and then he'd pull up to this really cheesy set yeah. where it's like a cart and some guy selling his snake oil stuff, and it looks like you'd set up for a high school, not like a high school play, because the stuff was well made and the props were well made, but they looked contrived and like glued on and everything. Mm -hmm. 
And or you'd have like a fight scene, like, hey, this is actually a pretty good fight scene, and then Maggie Hughes throws rocks in the air and he jumps on the rocks. And oh, I was like, good God, you just really, you know, well, or that's... He, they were, he had a pretty good, uh, like, the I didn't like the way the vampires themselves actually looked. I was gonna say the that. The fights too. were good, but then the vampires were like, the CG looked like CG. They were like these weird beast things that didn't have eyes and were like not like anything like any vampire. They were not they humanoid. Like they were out of pitch black or something. Yeah. Vampires. They were not humanoid not at all. Humanoid, they were no. they were alien looking creatures. I don't know. I don't think they were ever supposed to be humans, which is weird. Why would you even call them vampires? Right. That's and the not... people like they didn't explain the lore very well because people who this is more structure, I guess, but the yeah, so we'll get into that later. But in terms of the visuals, so then they would have a good like it was starting to be a cool fight. And then he would like throw up a whole box of little throwing stars and throw them all at once, and I'm like, that looks stupid. Yeah. So it was really a hit or miss. Me like, hey, that's pretty damn cool. Oh, that's really fucking stupid. So I, like I went back and forth. So it averaged out to be average, but there's nothing in this movie that was actually average visuals. Right. I. Was either cool looking or stupid cross and moves around. His I face. agree with you for the most part, but. I would have given it a three. I docked a half point because of those stupid crosses. They couldn't even be bothered at the beginning of each scene to get the crosses on their That's faces straight. That's a pretty bad straight. continuity effort or uh, mistake. It it's is like the amazing. same as like having someone have like a full beard and then it's like stubble in the next scene or something. Right. Like, which is like a minute later and you're like, you can't help it's but It's exactly it. like that. It's on their damn foreheads. You're right. staring at it the whole time. Sometimes it's dark brown. It's like sometimes they literally it's light had a brown. big stamp and they just re-stamped it every scene without really trying that hard. Without lining it up and worrying yeah. about if the whole stamp made con skin right. contact. And I I had to dock it for that. Everything else, you're right, averaged out. The actors, the actors are, are fine. Maggie Q is attractive. Yeah, the actors are reasonably attractive. Paul Bettany's fine if you're if you're into white dudes, you could do a lot worse. Um, so nothing exciting or upsetting there. But I had to go two and a half yeah, with this. Oh man, so far I'm giving this way lower scores Just than you. Or oh, you got one and a half. Yeah, four. yeah. Well, because that was so weird about it. Throughout this movie, I find myself being like, I'm actually kind of liking And then something would be like, bam, and like jar me out of it. Right. To where I'm like, oh man, this is stupid. No wonder it did poorly. But like nothing was so bad that it wasn't brought up by like the good parts a little bit. All right, so tell me about structure. What was your score on that one? I, I gave it a 2.5, which mm -hmm. is probably generous again. I think that is generous. I gave it but a 2 because of the things that we're talking about. For me in this one, I probably should have done my scoring immediately after each movie. I waited till the both were over. But the movie was, for the most part, coherent. There wasn't too much that didn't make any sense. Like, we would question some of that stuff, but that's I wasn't that. confused I overall. I wasn't confused. I knew generally what was supposed to be happening. The motivations of the characters were pretty straightforward and made sense. You know, they didn't explain a, a few things with the lore and everything, but since you just show up in this world and they're watching, it didn't really affect the story too much. You're just like, why wouldn't they have killed all the vampires? Oh well, you know. But that's not part of the story. But then really, they'll but... introduce familiars, which are people who are vampire slaves, but they have some vampire property. So they've themselves? been like infected, but they don't actually become vampire. But again, like that's like okay in this world, I guess they don't become vampires, but that doesn't really affect the movie that much. Yeah, I think it's, it's not just... like central plot points that are that are not, like missing or not making sense. My main problem, the main reason I gave this a two instead of just an average three, is because this movie was not good at world building. It did not set up like rules. The, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that's why I gave it a two and a half. It was, it's not, it's below average. I think it, it felt like they expected everyone to have read this obscure comic book or something. Yeah. And like no one, like even people who have just heard of it are fairly well known, like know most comics. Like 
this isn't a super popular comic. In terms of the overall like world building, they you don't know like we didn't go into this movie knowing the pre-storyline, how vampires are dealt with in this versus like something else. And things were just poorly set up so that when something weird did happen, it to... didn't come across as though, oh, this is just how this world is and I accept it. It just was like, you have not set this up at all. At one point, I had no idea that these priests were supposed to have superpowers. I thought well, they, they were just... They said that in the beginning. In the did they? Credits. Yeah. Oh, I was too busy trying to guess they, who I was mean, talking. they didn't say they have superpowers, but they strongly, basically, literally implied it. They were like, have powers beyond that of a or extreme fighting powers or something like that. Or... Uh, well, it just came across as silly to me. At one point, they'd been doing mostly regular fighting, and then Paul Bettany and Maggie Q just jump up 70 feet in the air into yeah. out of a precipice and onto the Indeed. ledge above. Right. And I was like, when did this become a yeah, possibility? Was, I think I was you dismissing that. Eh, whatever. They, they said they were that was why they were supposed to be special in being the vampires. They had powers. Yeah, I still don't like that in this movie, though. It doesn't fit well with it me. It didn't seem as jarring for me, because I kind of didn't... It, was, it, it definitely was jarring to me. They hadn't done anything like that yet, but... Here's the thing with this movie, though. It was it was uh, definitely... It had a lot of, uh, a lot of cliches. Things yeah. like me being able to tell that the niece was actually his daughter. I'm not good at picking up on stuff like that, so when it telegraphs it enough for me to get it, it's kind of... For me, I, I usually judge those things within the context of what it is, though. Like, this is a cheesy... But I'm actually saying, what I was going to say is that that actually was kind of fun for me. I to be able to Yeah, I'm giving this movie pretty low scores, but what it's not showing is I actually had a pretty good time And I think that's what it. affected my scores, is because I was like, well, like, it's hard to say it's that bad when it's like I actually did enjoy the movie. Yeah. But like I said, I would be snapped out of it by the bad parts and then get back and like hey I'm kind of liking this and I'm like oh what the fuck mm -hmm. so it made it like this kind of overall you're just like meh but I actually didn't really like I was not like sitting through this movie I was actually watching it and for the most part enjoying it I was mostly enjoying it and yeah. I felt like oh, I didn't this... want to see what happens and all this stuff they did do a decent job of setting up so that you felt like a little bit of like gravitas to the plot because like, some of these movies they just throw right into where you're like you don't feel like anything's... It doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like anything's at stake. You don't care about the characters. Like, they did a decent job with that sort of stuff. The dialogue was not set up well. They didn't set up... If they wanted something to happen, they would sort of just have a character blurt out what's happening. And it was always poor G Cam Gijanet, right. So, like, when they wanted to explain that the, that the priest had to... Um, be celibate, basically. They just had them walking through a tunnel hunting vampires, and all of a sudden he turns to Maggie. So you don't fuck, so huh? You, well, not that bad. It's like, you've never had relations with a man or something yeah. like that. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> But that was actually fairly charming about this movie is the ham-fisted portions of it But it's the kind of movie it didn't hurt it as bad as it should have I felt like I, I felt like it could have been fun with a group uh, Watching you could have riffed on it a little bit. We were riffing on it a little bit right. where she talks about prophetic dreams that she has or something and then she looks at Paul Bettany and goes I have other dreams yeah. too. <laughs> but it's not supposed yeah. to be like, oh really? Yeah, it's like, t tell me about these yeah. dreams. And Go then, on. It's just it, very silly dialogue, but in a charming way. So yeah, I gave it a little bit, I gave it kind of low scores, but I did. Well, in a technical sense, it's not a good movie. I mean, mm -hmm. like they mess up almost every aspect of the movie in terms of technically making a good movie. But entertainment is a, something kind of aside from all that. There's some trash movies out there that we really like watching for whatever reason. Yeah. And this one was more enjoyable than it should have been based on the kind of technical aspects of the, how the movie was made. So overall, what was your total score? So I guess I gave it a eight and a half. 
eight and a half. My God. Six and a 2.5. Three, three and 2.5. But like I said, though, that's because there's a, a double peaked kind of thing here where there's a lot of trash visuals, a lot of good visuals. Acting was just, I didn't, I wasn't as turned off by the bad acting, but I, I don't think you're wrong. It was pretty goofy. Yeah, so I, I gave it. I didn't, I, when I was making that score, I didn't, I didn't factor in casting. Yeah, so I gave it a six and a half. I had two for acting, two and a half for visuals, two for structure. So I was lower than you in every count. Yeah, Although so I, I did just right about average. Yeah, I did enjoy it though. I promise. It right. just is not certainly not a I mean. good I think movie. That that's why it. So let's move on to Legion. Paul Bettany, now. Warrior of God number two. Yes, yes, a different type of warrior god. Before he was sort of the church's warrior. Now yeah. in Legion, he was directly working for God. Well. He was used to directly work for God. So the way that Legion goes is it is set in the present day in a diner in the middle of this desert nowhere city. I didn't know where it was supposed to be. I thought it was supposed There's to be some California place or something. Falls. I don't know if it's a real place or not. Wikipedia told me New Mexico. It was definitely in the desert. Yeah, the desert somewhere, somewhere. They shows us that this angel Michael disagrees with God's plan which I'm not entirely clear on what God's plan was. I guess to have angels come possess people and kill humanity. Yeah. Archangel Michael does not agree with it, so he comes down to earth, cuts off his wings, and then sets out very to find. Very my dad. Didn't yeah. Leave a single stubble on there. Yeah, he's a he's a he's very flexible. Yeah. I don't. And then he stitches himself up. It must be Over angel shoulder, powers. Yeah. He sets off to find this woman who is pregnant with humanity is only hope. Because I guess all of the angels are going to try and find this woman and kill her because her baby is basically going to be the John Connor to God's Terminator. So he goes, and this woman is Adrian Palicki, who is a waitress working in New Mexico. Wherever this diner is. Yeah, so this whole movie is set in this diner with this cast of characters. You've got the owner of it is Dennis Quaid. He's got this... They had a random number of, like, decently well-known actors. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Tyrese. Mm -hmm. They had Dennis Quaid. They had Paul Bettany. They had Adrian Palicki. They had this... The, the, the black guy that was a chef. I don't know his name, but he's in a lot of stuff. Charles S. Dutton. Okay. And, uh, a good character actor. Right. And they have, yeah, it's a noticeable people. So it's a mixture of people who work at the diner and then sort of reluctant patrons of the diner. Who are stuck there. Yeah, who got lost there or their car broke down. Teenage kid is, uh, their car is broken down. Yeah. Like that. So the entire movie is set in this diner. <laughs> Shit starts going down. Angels possess people. The possessed people start attacking the diner and then Michael shows up and with a bunch of guns <laughs> yeah with a bunch of guns gave up his angel powers and instead took well, up the really, guns not really though apparently yeah not really gave up his powers just kind of yeah just half-assed yeah just kind of messed yeah it didn't make any sense there why was a lot that didn't make sense yeah this movie didn't make a lot of sense turns out he was his mission was to kill Adrian Pilecki and her we'll baby. Kill baby. I don't yeah. think he had to kill her. And Didn't instead like he decides to protect her, so then God's got to send... he loves humans more than Jesus does. Yes, yes. And then, so God has to send in Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel tries to kill them. Instead he kills Michael, but then God realizes he was wrong and sends Michael he back down. angel powers back. Yeah, so the movie is all about showing people killing angels in some way, and then the people dying in various ways themselves, and in the end... God changes his mind, but it doesn't. It doesn't fix the world. It just they just kind of like drive off into an apocalyptic well, desert. There's a lot. They just don't. They don't explain much in this movie. Which right. Is one of the weaker points that you'll get into. Yes. Yes. But that's the general plot: is that God loses, 
that sort of changed his mind. So, but doesn't really change his mind because they still are on the run or something at the end. You don't really know. He changes his mind, but he's real wishy-washy about it. Like he's not going to help the people at all. He's and just he's still going to have demon or other angels chasing them. He just calls Gabriel back, or just makes. Michael come back to life. Right, he's like, okay, you can let this baby live, and then I guess this baby can be humanity's savior. But, like, they, yeah, okay, so we can get into why and, and nothing makes sense later, but... Right, so tell me how you felt about the acting in this movie. The acting, I thought, was... Like, there were, most of the people were fine with goofy dialogue. Paul Bettany was fine. Dennis Quaid was fine, other than goofy dialogue. I thought the Fast and the Furious kid was terrible. Ugh. Some of the other ones, like weren't impressive, but there was no... I gave it a two and a half for acting. I actually gave it a three. Because I thought that all the character actors did well. Uh, Charles S. Dutton was good. He yeah, was these just, are fairly good actors like Quaid and Dutton. Right, Quaid made and it work. Uh, Adrian Palicki was fine. She didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I, so everyone was... I think the diner characters felt a little cliche. Like the couple with the kid. They were not great. And the, the Fast and the Furious kid with this. He was... fake sounding accent. It's not fake. It's not fake. It's in every movie. That I looked like. it up and this boy is from Alabama. <laughs> that is just the way that he talks. I loved it because before he started talking and we oh, saw that he... That kid, that, I wonder if he's going to have that same stupid fake accent. Yeah. And, like, and then he started talking and Eric went, what if that's just his real <laughs> voice? <laughs> and his name's Jeep in the movie. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Jeep. And it's even weirder. His accent stands out even more because he's supposed to be Dennis Quaid's son. And no one else there has an no accent. No one else has this and if mush they're in New mouth. Mexico, they're not in like North Carolina or West Virginia or Alabama or wherever. Yeah, this. It, so it sounds like it just. And he's, he's a little bit of a simpleton too. So he kind of comes across as a so force really gump. No, for a fact that it's his son until he makes that very clear. At one like point, son. he said something. Son, I hope you get out of here one day. I went, what? Where they talk about their, his mom or whatever, and like. Yeah, I was like, they're supposed to be related. I yeah. did not. I would never have gotten that without the explicitly stated. Um, so he was he was poorly cast. Everyone else I was fine with. Paul Bettany is always... He did fine, yeah. Yeah, Paul Bettany is always solid. I will say, he's not a big part of this movie, but Gabriel, I would have liked someone else to be Gabriel. Yeah, me too. I think that should have been a little bit of a stronger character. That, honestly... That guy's more of a henchman actor. Yeah, honestly, I mean. I'd have been fine with Carl Urban as Gabriel. <laughs> I think he would have been alright. I think they purposely chose someone who is bigger. Yeah. They someone really big. True. To True. Be, like physically imposing. Yeah. Paul Bettany's already pretty tall. I could have used someone like who was a little three. more serious, maybe a little more intense. Right. Uh, the Gabriel guy was just a little bit nothing. But overall, I would say everything averaged out. So for me, this I was... was slightly below average. Yeah. So, um, okay. So three versus two and a half. What about visuals? Visuals, again, was the same thing as as the other movie, where there's a lot, like, overall the movie, like, I, I didn't know this until after, but this movie was made for, like, $25 million or something. It's very cheap. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it doesn't mean you should give a higher score than, than they got, but it averaged out to be a three, I thought, but there was a lot of really terrible visuals, mm -hmm. and a lot that were, I thought were fairly, not necessarily even good looking, but they had a good, like, emotional reaction to it. Like, they were, you actually felt something when they had like I thought it was cool kind of like the old lady turning into a demon I thought was pretty cool I, I like the weird spider ice cream truck man I thought it like was that. I liked the old lady until she started climbing on the walls on the ceiling the ceiling I part liked, was kind of stupid but I, overall it was creepy until then I was expecting to be to think the old lady was super lame but they actually did a pretty good and job the reason of, I thought it was cool was because until that the climbing on the walls you're at this point where you're like you don't know whether you should think this lady's just crazy or is she like evil or something. Because you're like, she's saying all this foul shit and like she took a frying pan to the head, but like 
is she a human or like what? Like you don't know. When she crawls on the walls, you're like, all right, obviously okay. it's something. And it sort of snaps you out of it. But it was still, they made it pretty creepy. Yeah. So I liked, I agree with you on that one. I gave it a two and a half because I thought there were enough instances. The CGI is very poor it in is this poor. movie. Most anything that CGI is bad, I will say the exception is... The angel wings look pretty good. They look fine. I thought that the fight between Gabriel and Michael actually looked pretty good. Yeah, they um, fine. So but it I, does make you think, like, why the hell did he chop his wings off? I struggled, I struggled with this one, whether I was going to give it a three or a two and a half. I gave it three for visuals. Yeah, I just had to take, I just I had like, to take a half point I like off visuals of, like, them, that you're, they're all holed up in this place, and then you see, like, a line of cars coming, and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to... It's like stuff like that. It's not really intense in terms of technical visuals, but it, it's cool at setting up what they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a couple the emotions that they wanted to. Yeah, they had a couple creepy ones. I don't remember. Did you say you liked the ice cream man or not? I kind of did. I didn't. I, didn't I liked like him until they switched to CG. Yeah, like, I like when he got all long and spider-like. He did because it was kind of creepy. Oh, but then once funny. he started like moving too much, then it looked shitty. I think it bothered me because no other possessed person did changed their weird. form. The people, the possessed people, they would, well, they would their get teeth, weird eyes or teeth. Their or teeth like would that. get pointy, or their and their eyes, eyes would get weird. But this guy was the only one who's like the. The shape of his body changed, yeah. so I mean, that it was kinda... stupid and it was corny. But I kind of, mm -hmm. I kind of thought it was interesting. Right? Yeah, no, like I said, I struggled a little bit with this one. I ended up giving it a two. I didn't and like a half. the mummy mouth opening thing, though. I hate that. <sighs> That's too overdone. Yeah, but, like just getting long and like stringy and weird looking was kind of cool. If they'd have done that in 1998, maybe that would have been right. acceptable, but not in 2010. That's way too late for that shit. All right. So but overall, I think it averaged out to be average. Okay. What did you think of the structure? Structure was very bad. I yeah. did too. Yeah. They just did, and, and what was weird was because it, it didn't fall apart until the latter half of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like the first half of the movie, I was like, all right, I really want to see what's going on here. Like all these people are coming up. We got this baby that he needs to protect. But then they literally explained like none of it. Like right. they gave you, don't tell you at all why this baby is special, where it came from, why he wants to protect it, why God wanted to kill it, why not killing it will be meaningful in any way. What happens when, like he even comes in and is like, we just need the baby to be born. And then it's like, okay, the baby's born. It's not over yet. You've got to keep it alive for 20 what? years. Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be like the, the thing that happened yeah. that fixed it. And then why he gave up his power, like his wings. He still had some of his angel powers. I will say the thing I liked about that, though, is when Gabriel saw that he cut his wings off, he even was like, Why'd you, give up Why'd your you cut off your yeah. wings? You would have been a much more effective fighter with your it's wings. It's almost like he was doing it as like, a, I'm not part of God's army anymore kind of thing. But if you really wanted to do an effective job at protecting these people, right. you would have like used said, all the tools. It didn't make any sense. Like, they, didn't, they didn't explain that like he had to do that to break free of some sort of... I mean, they did show, like, in the very beginning, they showed, like, the neck shackle thing kind of fall off. Yeah. So maybe it's implied that, like, to not follow the rules, you have to give up your angel powers or something. But then they had Gabriel say that, like, yeah. why would you give up your... So this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't explain pretty much anything. So the pacing with this one was off also. It was There's a, a reason off. I gave it a 2 is because they would just halt all of the action to have two characters For have no some reason. weird philosophical conversation about shooting the gun and what like what's important to you as a person weird stuff that right. just was out of like no we are fighting off angel demons or whatever yeah I guess it was an attempt at characterization and I will say to compare this to Priest this one had more real characters more development but it wasn't very good I mean like it was very awkward like we want this so they're just gonna stop and have them have a conversation yeah they'd have a couple minutes where they shot these possessed angel people 
And then they'd stop and they'd sit around and they'd be like all out of breath and start right. talking about, I don't know, not liking their teenage daughter or something. Right. So the pacing was off. You'd start to get into it and then he'd pull you back and kind of, okay, I don't know why any of this is happening. Right. And apparently the angels could be killed like normal humans. Yeah. But then also not. Yeah. He, like, they did a bunch of shit to Gabriel and he didn't die. But all the other ones that he, that were possessed humans, I guess if they were in human form, they were easier to kill. If they were, but why would they do that then? I... Didn't make any sense. Yeah. And like they couldn't go near the baby, even though God apparently had wanted the baby to be killed. And they didn't explain any... They, they, they told you nothing. Like, was this some kind of immaculate birth? Was it just a human who was destined to like... But, like, they didn't tell you anything They made it pretty clear it was not an immaculate birth. They were... Well, they said the girl was, like, a slut or something. Yeah, basically. But they didn't say, like, one way or the other. So it's just some random... That made it even dumber to me. Because, like, oh, like, Joe from New Mexico, his baby. Like, he's, like, a tattoo artist or yeah, something. Yeah, and Charlie the waitress right. who sleeps around with everyone except and the... smokes when she's pregnant. Except the mush-mouthed simpleton who loves her. The only one she won't and sleep with. And is relegated with. by angels to forever be in the friend zone and protect yeah. the bastard child. Yeah, yeah, because at the end he makes him an honorary angel or something. he gets like angel he gets... writing all over him like, this is how you protect this stupid woman's baby by yeah. some other tattoo artist in Paradise yeah. Falls. It, it very much reminded me of like a Forrest Gump and Ginny relationship where it's just like... Except this... like mandated by God. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean... After he decided not to, like that he wanted... But they didn't... You just have no idea why this baby matters or why it would... The angels need it to be dead. Because I mean, the general plot is it. God is again pissed off with humanity like he was with the flood, and he decides to kill everybody, but he, to do it, he's just going to let the angels go nuts and kill everyone instead of using a natural disasters. Right. But for some reason, the baby being alive prevents them from doing that. But they have no explanation as to why that would be the Absolutely case. Or no. like why they just don't be like, all right, well, we're just going to finish killing everyone else on the planet. And the baby will just die anyways. Yeah, this is definitely... It, it ended much like Priest with the expectation that there will be a sequel or some sort of try. series. And I, I don't think they ever... This was seven years ago and they never got anything as far as I know. Because it, this one... It so was, overall... These movies were commercial successes by at least barely. I looked up the numbers. Yeah, I think just like barely. Priest cost like $60 million, which was a lot more. but And it made like 75 or something. And this <laughs> one cost like 26 and made like 50 or something so they made money but i don't think enough to where someone's gonna bother with a sequel yeah and i guess scott stewart got his uh paul bettany out of got his system block yeah the two paul bettany movies at once yeah and maybe they broke up <laughs> they had a fight <laughs> yeah, yeah oh their first fight yeah no more legion or no more paul bettany soldier of god yeah. so what was your total score? so this one i totaled seven and a half Oh, me too. What was what was it in each of the categories? I got two and a half for acting, three for visuals, and two for structure. All right, and I, advantage for having Adrian Palicki in it. Oh yeah, Eric's a big, <laughs> Eric's a fan of hers. He calls her Hightower because she's like six feet like, tall. She's like five eleven. So. And I didn't tell him before that she was going to be in this I movie. I wanted to see his reaction. Be in it. One of Eric's favorite pastimes while watching these movies is every time a character introduced, he goes, "Is that Hightower? <laughs> is that Dennis Quaid? Is that Tyrese? Is that the guy from Fast and Furious?" Yes, Eric. These yes, are rhetorical it is. questions. <laughs> I know that they are. I'm saying like, "Wow, look at this! It's the guy." from Fast and the Furious. Except it's asked in a way such as, Tony, can you please confirm this? Right. Confirm. Like, Dust mine eyes to see me? <laughs> Is Tyrese Gibson present in this film? Confirmed as Hightower. Right. 
So we gave it exactly the same overall score. Right. All right, interesting. So you gave Priest a higher score. Just because the structure in Legion was so bad. It yeah. didn't make any fucking sense. And then but I it, gave... It was actually... Honestly, if I had to say, I, I might have actually enjoyed it more than Priest. Yeah. But, like, only because of, like, the setup and then it really falls apart. They just came up with this idea and then, like... Okay, we're done coming up with anything now. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have a movie for 30 minutes. Have Paul Bettany shoot somebody else. Yeah, they're just going to shoot everything. Angel fight. Yeah. Super baby from New Mexico. Yeah, and this baby survives everything. There's one point they drop it and the... the car rolls. They're like, baby's fine. The other guy's dead, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, he's fine. This guy died. The healthy teenager died, right. and the angel who is indestructible got kicked out, and he's going to take five minutes to find us. But, oh, yeah, baby is completely fine. Right. And then they drop the, they, like, throw the baby in the diner at one point, and the uh, jeep has to catch it like No, it's a Dennis football. Quaid does catches it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Eh, it doesn't matter. Somebody catches this baby in a hilarious football-like fashion. Yeah, it was like a diving into the end zone. This is a five-minute-old baby. baby. Yeah, and and Palicki's running around like nothing happened either. Right. So I guess could happen. That's more believable to me than a baby that got in a car crash. um, Yeah. Uh, Prometheus and she had got like a laser c-section and was punched in the stomach oh, and jumping over yeah. gorges five minutes later yeah. at least this was a natural birth that actually took like 30 seconds to quickest birth ever right the Guinness Book of World Records for uh, fastest Benny labor uses angel powers to get this super baby out but that was one of the funniest parts because he literally had said like we just need to hold him off till the baby gets here and then like okay we're good now right he's like no he has to grow up and like, leave and like, grow up <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking surrounded. Decades of possessed angel right, yeah, people exactly. coming after us. Like we have 40 bullets left. Yeah, there's no follow through on any of but this. But luckily, the angels can't touch the baby. Uh, no, real angels. I did not understand this either. The difference between real angels and people possessed by angels. Right. So the guys that they were fighting the whole time were people possessed by angels, but they could be killed just like normal people. They just were like strong and weird. But like, why the hell would you possess a person if... You could You're just, weaker, and you can't go near the baby. Why not just come down in your angel form? I mean, and, I guess they were trying to say that only archangels could go near the baby, because Gabriel and Michael uh, are supposed but they didn't really get into that yeah. at all. I mean, like, no one who's not, like, read the Bible is going to know that. Right. They Incidentally, just, trivia, those are the only two angels that were ever named in the Bible, oh, Michael and Gabriel. Okay. Unless you get into Catholic books, but... Okay. Then they have like Metatron and stuff like in All right. Supernatural. But that's not explained in the movie. Yeah. It's not factoring into my no. point system. No. No. <laughs> but I felt... You don't felt, get more points for like following the Bible. Better. I felt like this movie had more potential. So when I was watching well, yeah, Priest... Yeah, I'm saying like building up to it, I'm like, I'm kind of liking this. I'd like her to see what's happened. So I feel like overall, technically, it's still a better movie... Priest? Than Priest. No, I think, think Legion... technically it's better? Yeah, because the acting is better and there is more characterization and it's got more... So the writing was like such a... Like this nonsense after the first half of the movie. Like it literally the movie makes no sense. Yeah. It's just strong. I really like the feeling and like of the like standoff against the hordes. It's almost like a Night of the Living Dead type thing. There's people, strangers locked up in a house and then there's these hordes of demons and they have to fight them off. That's really cool. But, like, the movie makes no... Nothing in the movie makes sense. Yeah, I guess I'm scoring it a little bit on its potential and not I mean. like, so I much what it does. I like you enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'm like, but this movie makes no sense. There's I, almost nothing in the movie that does make sense. I would say I actually... I had more fun watching Priest. But watching Legion, I was See, I like... I feel the opposite way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought Priest was... We actually the exact opposite. I thought yeah. Priest was technically a better, more well-made movie. <laughs> and it's a higher budget and everything. It makes sense, but... The I, CG I, was certainly better in Priest. The but CG there was more of it, too. 
Yeah. So it had to because all the the vampires were all totally CG. Yeah. So you get to see it was a little better, but it still didn't look good, and you had to look at it more often. Whereas in Priest, they would use it to like, okay, the woman crawling on the Legion. ceiling it, or Legion, yeah, the woman crawling on the ceiling is CG, but it's brief and it's not trying to make anything. Or like the stretchy guy. The CG didn't look good, but I like the creepiness of him getting long. That's so funny. Yeah, we we are basically opposite on these. What we do agree on, I think, is that neither one was as bad as we thought it was going to be. Both were more enjoyable than I thought. Right. They were almost as bad as we thought, but much more enjoyable than we thought. Yeah, I thought it was going to be much more of a slog. First of all, these are not long movies. They're only about an hour and a half each. I think Legion is a little bit longer, maybe an hour 40. Priest was paced a lot better. Yes. Legion... Like, it works its way through pretty well without anything too... Legion had, like, weird... Like, the movie didn't feel slow, but it would have, like, abrupt kind of mood changes. They should have cut out a couple of those conversations in the well, diner. It feels like not that they were cut out, but that they were shouldn't have been there. I said like they the, should have cut out. It, it, maybe not even cut out. They just should have put them in a part where there's a natural maybe. pause in the action. Yeah. Instead of just being like, all of a sudden they're just talking and not worried about what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. So you said something that I wasn't quite sure I agreed with, so I want you to elaborate on it. You said this earlier, not on okay. the podcast. You said you felt like these movies were really similar. I actually felt like they weren't as similar as I was expecting them to be, okay. especially once I saw they were from well, the I'm, same the, director. What I was specifically referencing was the fact that not necessarily the movies themselves, but the fact that I was finding myself enjoying them, but would be jarred out of it by some sort of like mistake or ham-fisted attempt in the story. Because the movies themselves, they had a similar feel, but really not that similar in terms of visuals or storytelling or anything. But I mean, I was definitely not surprised to find they were the same director, but only because of the main elements like Paul Bettany. Religious stuff, you right. know, Soldier of God, like that. But other than that, they war were, between humans and something and some supernatural thing. Yeah, but other than that, the movie it was more about the experience was similar. Okay, watching the movie. all right, that makes sense because as I was watching them, I was like, oh, these movies aren't as similar. No, story wise, Priest was much more straightforward, much more even pacing, stuff like that. Different was different subject matter for them, other than the archetypal things that we mentioned. But yeah, I meant more the feeling of what the experience. It kind of felt like he was trying different tactics with each one. To get the same, like he was trying for the same thing again, but he's like, let's attack this from a different way. Yeah, I've got more budget this time. Let's do more CG. I don't need all that character stuff. I did too much character stuff in the first one. Let's do less character stuff. Let's have a church, but less overt spiritual stuff. And what I realized about halfway through Priest, I realized, I don't know anybody's name in this movie. Well, That's how... Priest. Oh, well, that I was just going to say. Yeah. I, I looked it up later because I was like, well, let and me he, see. She's just... What is she Nobody had she a name. Priest? A priestess. Just priestess. Yeah. Okay. So she, he, I like she priest. Yeah. <laughs> he priest and she priest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of... Gender but it didn't... Priest. But it didn't strike me in the movie as purposeful. It just struck me as... Well, these are such Yeah, these are just such nothing characters that they don't even get names. The only Same with got, like Hicks. Like, who says his name? I, I don't think, know how we know Oh, that. I think his girlfriend screams it every once in a while. Hex! From, like, the uh, train, during yeah. the big train fight. And it stuck out because I went, that's the guy from Aliens. And because it was such a stupid name for this kind of hick priest, uh, uh, right. hick sheriff. So it felt like he thought there was too much characterization in Legion, so went off in the other direction, did no characterization right. for Priest. And then he felt like there wasn't enough CG in Legion, so he went off and did more, like way more CG in Priest. And just uh, Well, I think the, the movie itself just would necessarily have to have more CG because of what they had in it. Like right. they purposely made the people... I think the reason, one of the main reasons they had 
the angels be possessed people in the movies because it cost $25 million to make and it was super easy to have yeah. crazed people versus a bunch of CG An extra angels. is $15 a if day. If he had twice the budget, he would have added more actual angels in that movie. Yeah. I'm surprised that I basically gave both these movies above average. But yeah. I think it's just because of the, the the fact that I did kind of like them. It was just I kind of liked both of yeah. them. I didn't. I certainly didn't hate either of them. Right. I I don't know that I'm ever going to watch either of no. these again. But if I was in a group of people, especially and like, Legion, simply because the end is much more disappointing. With Priest, the end is much more along the lines of what you were expecting watching the whole movie, like yeah. a normal kind of resolution with a normal comic book storyline of everything's at stake. They beat the bad guy. We're okay for now, but the danger's still out there. Versus Legion, where it just falls apart and nothing makes any sense. I seem to be less bothered by that than you. I feel like I... Well, because I was more... I was really liking the, yeah. the setup at first. The goodwill from the setup kind of lasted a little bit longer with me. They betrayed me, me Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like this movie for a second. Yeah. I even liked your stupid ice cream, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I admitted it. <laughs> This is how you repay me? Yeah, it's funny. I actually gave them, in visuals and structure, I gave them each exactly the same score, two and a half and two, respectively. I don't know how to you me it was really the structure only... of Legion was as, was as coherent as Priest. It made, like, nothing made sense. The, the, the poor job of world building in Priest really bothered me. Yeah. So, obviously, we're each going to have things that bother us at different levels. And for me, when you set up a sci-fi premise or something like that, and you, and you do not tell me what the rules of your world are, and then you start breaking the rules that you never told me existed, I don't like it. Well, that's it, the thing. If they don't tell you the rules exist, they're not really It feels like chaos. Me. It feels like chaos to me. Like, I don't... Oh, no. There was nothing in it, to, in it to me that really stood out. It's like, wait, they can, that can happen in this world? To you, the jumping up higher than you thought it did bother me. But you really missed the beginning. <laughs> they said they have superpowers. That, napping. Yeah, but it, 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 does physics not exist in this world? Apparently not, because you can jump on rocks that someone else is throwing. <laughs> that one really bugged me. Yeah. That was out of nowhere. Yeah. It bothered me that they called them vampires, but then they had no characteristics of vampires that we're talking about. They could have just called them anything else. They could have just made up, made right. up names. They could have just been monsters. Yeah. Vampires and familiars. They, they, they yeah. weren't like... We didn't even deal with this aspect of it, but... They didn't have to do anything particular to kill them. They were just could be killed like any other animal or right. human. They were just tough and strong and fast. Yeah. They didn't need silver. The only thing that was similar to vampires was they would like eat humans, but they didn't even really suck their blood. They kind of like just ripped them apart. And sunlight would hurt them. That right. was really it was. Yeah, sunlight. the sunlight. sunlight. But then sometimes it. that worked. Like and sometimes would, it didn't. They would grow in eggs, and they had like a queen. They weren't converting people into vampires. Yeah, they were just like breeding. All right, so I have totaled the points that each of us gave each movie, and they exactly tied. Uh, Eric gave Priest eight and a half. I gave it six and a half. So that's a total of fifteen. And then we both gave Legion seven and a half, so that's also fifteen. So we're saying these movies are pretty much equal. You gave also Legion totally, advantage. Totally average. Yeah, totally average, totally equal. But you gave advantage for having Adrian Palicki Except in she Legion. Was pregnant the whole time, so it shouldn't even count. Yeah. <laughs> I take away my yeah, advantage. <laughs> give it to Maggie Q instead. Yeah. So this is a draw. We're starting. We're it also starting means our... that we basically averaged these movies to, between us as being totally average experience. Yes. Yes, and I think that that is. That's, I think that's fair because. The enjoyment is more than it deserves, but they're, they're technically they're pretty poor. Yeah, and even though we don't seem to agree on any one point, we, we agree on overall experience. Exactly. Of watching the movie. So these are two completely average movies. If you want to watch them, watch them. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Paul Bettany, or Paul Bettany lives to act another day. I yeah. Think. <laughs> and Scott Stewart. He's done an 
he's done an okay job for God. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because I remember that, like, he is not a um, headlining actor in anything else. Not This typically. dude is the one, only one who... And it's not that he can't be. He's just not. He's never the main character. He's, like, in the Avengers movie, the voice of Jarvis or the, that or in other small roles. But, like, these were the... All, these movies are the only reason I know who this guy is, probably. is because, like, oh, he's in that movie Priest or whatever. No, he shows up in enough stuff. But no, I wouldn't know his name, you know what I mean? You like, wouldn't have known Paul Bettany without Priest and Legion? I mean, because these movies were from eight years ago. Yeah. So, they're like, that's it. They have his name on the head. Like, what, would I have known him before these movies? Probably not. Beautiful Mind. He was the I've figment of his... I've never actually seen A Beautiful Mind. Oh, okay. And even then, like, say I watched Beautiful Mind, and they just want... Would I have known his name from that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I feel like I knew who Paul Bettany was. I without, do know who he was, yeah. but I mean, like, I don't know why. Okay, know? fair why enough. Why would I know who he is? Fair enough. I think he just kind of shows up in a lot of stuff. You're the one who read all the British tabloids. That's why you know who yeah. people are. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this was during my uh, phase in my life where I read a lot right. of British tabloids. The only thing that, that he I know he's married to Jennifer Connelly, so... I didn't know that. Yeah, so maybe that is why I yeah, know who so you know, he all, is. All, all your uh, gossip things. Yep. That's funny. That's right. kind of random, Jennifer well, Connelly. Well, mystery solved. And they've definitely been in movies together, too. Really? Yeah. She was in A Beautiful Mind. Okay, oh, so right. it was girl. it was a beautiful mind that they were both in. I don't know if they met on that. That was a long time. Damn, two thousand one, beautiful mind. They probably met there probably. and got married after that. I feel like there is something else that the two of them are in, but I'm not gonna take the time. It almost seems like they haven't been together that long, but maybe they have. I think they have. I mean, both of these movies we're talking about are six and seven years old. Time flies when you're rich and married to another movie star. Yep. Rough life. <laughs> Stars are just like us. All right, so we're ending our very first pilot episode on a draw. We'll see. Damn. Yeah. Seems like a rip-off. Yeah, it seems like a little bit of a letdown. I wanted to. But well, we didn't consult. We don't. The, the whole point is that we don't consult each other on our scores. Yeah, we watched these and that, yesterday. That almost we... means that we're probably right on our assessment if we both gave it the same one. I think if so. We both had like wildly different things. Like this movie's great. This movie's garbage. Then you probably think one of us is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean if you feel like watching a supernatural movie with and you're tolerant of schlocky action type movies. Yeah. Go if, ahead. If having like weak story elements like the stuff we talked about is really, really gonna frost your butt, then yeah, yeah. You're, gonna, you're not gonna be able to get over it. But. Yeah, but give them a try. Maybe next week we'll have some more fun arguments or a better we matchup. Agree on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next time, signing off. Bye.